I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Down the block, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle and won. Now, I've spoken about it a little bit this week, and it's something that I've been waiting to get around to. I had a bit of time today to do a bit of research. I had to go through a number of stats, get the old calculator out, and the numbers I've come up with are pretty incredible. Uh, now, obviously, Tom Trevojevic, uh, he made his return last week for the Manly Seagulls, a team that looked like an absolute busted asshole for the last five or six weeks. They were looking awful, and... The scary thing was the amount of points they were conceding. Uh, and for me, I sort of looked at this side and just went, geez, I know how good Turbo is. I know with the ball he's incredible, but I'm not sure if he can turn this team around realistically. And what he did the other day, I I cannot believe how that game played out, to be perfectly honest with you. I cannot believe the impact he had on that team. It was unbelievable for them to turn around like that and... You know, it wasn't like they had a soft draw. You know, coming up against the Gold Coast Titans, who have been unreal for the last few weeks, um, I just believe how quickly it turned around. And look, um, a huge shock, seeing them score 36 points over the last few weeks. It looked like they were struggling to get to zero sometimes. After them to score 36 points, unreal, crazy to see. But for me, to keep the Gold Coast Titans to zero... Mate, this team, they were leaking points like a sieve last like the last month or so. It has been embarrassing. And, you know, I, I, was, I was looking at some stats that someone sent me the other day, uh, and it said, while Manly have scored an extra five points on average with Tom Trevojevic in the side since 2019, so you add Turbo in, they seem to score five points more, so he's worth a try in each game, which I thought would be higher. Um, in the, those games without him... They're conceding, on average, 26.9 points. So, essentially, 27 points a game they are conceding without Tom Trevojevic in their side. When he is there over 2019 and this year, they're conceding just 15 points. Now, obviously, that is helped by, um, on the weekend, when they played the Titans, they only conceded zero. Obviously, they conceded zero. So, that obviously helps that stat. But, I mean... 
take that out, add, you know, add what, let's say 18 points to that average. I mean, it would still stay below 20 points, which I think is unbelievable considering the position the turbo plays fullback. And I, I know like, yes, he's, he's well known for saving a try here and there, but I mean, you only come up with big try saving tackles like he does maybe once a month. Like, let's be honest here. Um, you know, I, I look at him and Roger Tulvasashek, probably the two best fullbacks at saving tries like that. Billy Slater was unbelievable when he was playing. And I mean, that's not a week in, week out thing where you go, oh, Tom Javovic, he saved three tries today just with his one-on-one tackling or just with his online defense. I mean, he, what, what, what he does is he just provides confidence to each and every individual in his team. And it's what some of the greatest players of all time have done. And today we're going to go and have a look at some of the greatest players and some of the greatest individuals when it comes to teams. And we're going to talk about their stats and how the numbers change when those guys are in the team and when they aren't in the team. And let me tell you, some of these numbers are staggering. I've got three individuals that we're going to touch on. The first is Tom Trevojevic, as we spoke about. We're going to go through his numbers the second one, and, and and these were the two guys that I picked as being the most valuable individuals. Yeah, as far as the results of a game of football and their teams at the time, when these guys were in the side, they were top shelf. They were a team that would win 65 to 70% of their games. When they weren't there, it was absolute Pandora's box. And you could quite often see, especially in the betting markets, how much it would fluctuate when the two guys I'm about to talk about weren't in that side. These guys, you know, they were worth, you know, quite easily 10 points in a game of football, which is a massive swing. That can be, you know, sometimes when these guys are ruled out, the markets would swing a dollar or two, which is massive for one individual out of 17 not being in this side. And the two guys I'm talking about, one's an immortal, Andrew Johns. I'm going to touch on Joey and the impact he had on his Newcastle side. And the other one I'm going to talk about is, of course, uh, the guy that was parallel with him for me during that era, Brad Fittler. Um, These two had an unbelievable rivalry during the years. I've spoken about these two a lot. But the impact that Freddie had on this Rooster side, and especially... Joey sort of Joey had a good side. He didn't have a star-studded side though. Yeah, Joey would lift the guys around him to a new level, but quite often they wouldn't be automatic picks in rep teams. Freddie, on the other hand, he always had a real superstar team. But it's funny when you look at the stats without Joey and without Freddie, how much it changes. It really is unreal. And then we're going to compare it to the man himself at the moment, Tom Travojevic. Let's kick it off with Turbo. The bounce isn't good. Off his fingertips. By Tom Draboyevich, only one to beat. It's Ben Hunt chasing Turbo Tom. Hit the turbo button and Tom delivers. Going through the gears and continuing a five-star performance. What a game from Tom Draboyevich. Two try assists. Now a four-pointer of his own. He might be the king. As we said, Tom Travojevic, one of the most talented individuals in our game, and he means just so much to this manly side. As we just said, um, since 2019, when Turbo is on the field, they score five more points uh, than what they do without Tom Travojevic. So he's worth about a try there, but they, they concede like 11 less points. So it's essentially a three-try turnaround as soon as you get Tom Travojevic on the field. Like for a guy to be worth... You know, 18-odd points on stats. You know, I, I understand as soon as he walks on the field, it's not 18-0. I get that. But on average, scoreboard-wise, in attack and in defense, the guy is seemingly worth 18 points, three tries. Like, that is unbelievable. 
uh, for one individual, especially being a fullback. And I mean, if I said to you, oh, you know, he's worth 18 points and he's he's worth 18 on attack, you know, as unbelievable it is, you'd be more likely to believe that than to think, oh, he's actually worth like 12 in defense, which is simply amazing from a fullback. As I said, try-saving tackles, they don't happen every third set of six. They might happen every third game, realistically. Uh, so unbelievable there from Tom Trevojevic. And look, we, we just spoke then about since 2019. And, you know, in that time, um, without Tom Trevojevic, They've only won 31% of their games, uh, which is pretty crazy. Uh, but look, for me, Tom Trevojevic, he started his career in 2015 with the Manly Seagulls, burst onto the scene after having an unbelievable Toyota Cup career. As small as it was, I still remember watching him in Toyota Cup. And there's one game where he runs for about 900 metres. It is unbelievable. He just tortures. I can't remember who it was, to be honest with you, but he scores three tries, lays on a few others. His running game was just unbelievable, like nothing we've seen before. Uh, burst onto the scene 2015, made his debut. And the Manly Seagulls, uh, they have him for most of the season. There's 13 or 14 games that he doesn't play here, 14 games it is. Uh, they only win five of those games. And, uh, you know, you wouldn't have read too much into that. At that point, Turbo was sort of like a winger. He would sort of jump into fullback occasionally. He still had Brett Stewart there. You still had a lot of the old firm there hanging around at the Manly side. Uh sort of yesterday's team still. So there'd be a lot of changes over the next few years. And the Travoyevichers, they'd be front and center of that. And look, Turbo, um, he'd play a full season in 2016, essentially only miss one game. Uh, 2017, he misses two games. 18, he misses two games. And it's 1920 where the injuries really start to set in. And this is where it gets really interesting. Now, the Manly Seagulls, their record since 2015, since his debut... Record without Tom Travo- sorry, with Tom Travoyevich on their team is forty eight point five percent. So they're just about winning fifty percent of their games when Tom Travoyevich is on the field. Uh, now I don't have their stats as far as attack and defense goes for the last you know six years or whatever. Um, I've got them for the last two years, and you, I've already told you about the big difference there. So I imagine that spread uh, would be pretty prominent throughout those six years as well. But what is interesting, I'm without Tom Travoyevich. So from 2015 to 21. So granted, um, you know, obviously in 15, you still had a lot of, you know, Tom Travoyevich, he wasn't the main man at Manly. There was a lot of other guys there. Um, it's obviously become more prominent with Turbo over the last few years that he's the main man. But during that time, you know, which is still a six-year time, uh, without Tom Travoyevich, they only win 34% of the time. So even before he's the main man at the Manly Seagulls, you're still looking at, you know, a 14.5% drop of their win rate when Tom Trevojevic is and isn't playing, which is uh, quite remarkable when you when you consider that this guy, you know, he's also had a heap of injuries, so you've probably never seen him at, at his absolute best. I mean, what we saw on the weekend was unreal, but could you imagine Turbo with, you know, 10 weeks straight of rugby league with an entire preseason that isn't hampered by injury? And when he's fully fit, I mean... It really could be anything. He's probably the best individual in our game right now, and we haven't seen him at full flight in probably three years. It's scary to think what Tommy Trevojevic could achieve in our game if his body just does him some favours and just keeps up with him. All it it has to do is just keep him on the field. Uh, It is scary to think where they could be. You know, a 14% swing over those five or six years when we haven't seen his best. He's still pretty young as well. I mean... You know, I, I don't think we're going to see the absolute peak of Tommy Turbo for another two years anyway. Um, and, and, you know, and that's also, fingers crossed, that his body does hold up still. So, scary to think where Turbo could be, as I said. And 
uh, you know, it made me think back to Freddie and Joey. And uh, I remember watching these guys and I remember watching their teams. And as I said, Freddie had an all-star side of the Roosters. Joey had a really good side, don't get me wrong, but didn't have the same sort of caliber of players that Freddie did. And the argument has always been that Joey, he lifted these guys up. When they weren't there, they were awful. And Freddie just had stars around him, which I've always thought interesting. So I dove into the numbers and look, we're going to kick off with Andrew Joey Johns first. We're going to have a look at his numbers during his career, um, when the Knights had Joey and when they didn't it looks something like this. Now Andrew Johns sights a little hole himself. He's close. Right. He reaches out. That's a title, Andrew Johns. Root streak from the little halfback and that's a good reward for a great game in his debut match for the Newcastle Knights in first grade. Andrew Johns scores the try and that should wrap it up for the Joey Johns, an immortal of our game, one of the greatest we will ever see, if not the greatest. Uh, many people argue he is the greatest, and a big part of that argument was what happened to the Newcastle Knights side when he wasn't there. There was no doubt they were a completely different team. They were a completely different system. Let's be honest here. They were a completely different town without Andrew Johns during his playing career whenever he was out injured. Uh, it was it was so dramatic the change and the numbers did back it up and quite often as I spoke about earlier the odds the betting market geez it, it really did show whenever Joey wasn't there he was worth you know 10 to 12 points it really was unbelievable and look Joey um, you know whilst he was on the field during his career the Knights won 63% of their games are uh, pretty impressive you know they obviously won two premierships during that time he missed a lot of footy in the back end of his career, which meant that he was coming back, you know, without much match fitness and whatnot. So to keep that so high for the last few years, and you've got to remember, this includes the first few years of his career too, when he was just learning his trade. He was just a kid coming through in a system that was good, but they weren't great. He didn't walk into the great Newcastle side, you know, of 97, of 01. He was there for the first couple of years where it was a bit of a struggle for them. So for him to finish with a career percentage of, you know, 63%. Incredibly impressive. And look, as I said, when he wasn't there, you're looking at a very different prospect with this Newcastle Knights side. Uh, Throughout that entire time, when he wasn't there, they only won 39% of their games. Yeah, when Joey was not on the field from 1995 to 2007 when he retired, they only won 39% of their games. So you think about, now that's a 23% swing. Yeah, so Turbo, he was sitting at at about 14%. Joey, sitting at 23%. Now, of course, this is over the entirety of Andrew Johns' career. Yeah, so Turbo, he's only halfway through his career, realistically. He's got a lot more more rugby lead to come. Um, But Joey... You know, the, the way that it changed, especially in the back end of his career, was unbelievable. And look, the numbers before probably 2004, they probably aren't all that crazy as far as Joey goes. But it's in the last few seasons um, where they really do struggle without Joey. Now, from 05 to 07, Joey misses an absolute heap of footy. Yeah, he misses 103 games throughout his whole career, but it's in the back end of these last few seasons where, gee whiz, he misses a hell of a lot of football, and it really does cost the Newcastle Knights. I'm looking at this now. He he misses about 40 games of football in the last three years, so 100 over his whole career, and 40 of them come within the last three seasons. Now, in those last three seasons, uh, they really do struggle without Joey, as I said. They only win 10 of those games. It's actually 10 from 35 games they win from 05 to 07. Now, you will remember... Joey Johns, of course, 2005, he comes back and plays Origin. It's quite possibly the most dominant performance we have ever seen in the rep arena. So Joey, he 100% still had it. 
He simply wasn't on the field enough. And you've got to remember that 05 series as well. He essentially came in with no matches under his belt. It might have been no matches, actually. I'd have to look that up, but it was minimal. So match fitness was low. And Joey, just being the individual he was, he was able to pull him off the canvas like that. That comes to 28%. They only won 28% of their games without Andrew Johns from 05 to 07. One in four, which is incredibly poor when you're considering over his whole career... The Newcastle Knights win more than double that. Yeah, 62% with Andrew Johns on the field. There is no doubt this guy, you know, this Newcastle side, this town, this system, everything, it was completely different. The competition was different when Joey wasn't around. And unfortunately, he missed so much football that it was just so noticeable. And it was such a buzz around the league. And I'm sure up in Newcastle would have been a massive buzz whenever he returned for the Newcastle Knights. Look, start of his career, unbelievable. Played so much football back then. You know, obviously won a comp in 97, won it in 01. Couple of Dalian medals, won the Clive Churchill in 01 as well. Injury started to set in and it really did take a toll on the Newcastle Knights. And I think that says a lot about Joey there. To think that they were, you know, he, he was a 62% win rate over his entire career. Without him, the Knights dropped to 39%. Without him in the last three years, they dropped to 28%. Some pretty scary stats there. And Joey, for me, always his best head-to-head battle was always with Brad Fittler, the guy we're going to talk about next. And Freddie's numbers, they're pretty similar, if not more impressive. Of course, Joey, when Joey fell out of this side, I mean, you look back at that Newcastle team, you had Bedsy, Ben Kennedy... You know, a couple of other guys, but when you compare it to the Roosters of 2001 to 2004, I mean, just playing-wise, just roster ability-wise, the Roosters team was incredibly good. Yeah, they were stacked. The Knights, they weren't as stacked, and that was the thing about Joey. He lifted up the guys around him. Yeah, that's what we were always told, that he lifted the guys around him, and he certainly did. You can see in that win percentage, but it's interesting when we look at Freddie the numbers when Brad Fittler wasn't there, and when you compare the squad that he had around him, very interesting. Let's dive into Freddie's numbers now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Brad Freddie Fittler obviously arrived at the Sydney Roosters in 1996, coming from the Penrith Panthers. Uh, played all the way to the end of the 04 season, losing that grand final to the Canterbury Bulldogs. Heartbreaking stuff there for Rooster fans and Brad Fittler himself. And look, during that period from 1996 to 2004, you know, uh, eight or nine year period there, Freddie wins 63% of his games. So it's uh, 1% higher uh, than Andrew John's win percentage in Newcastle. But uh, I don't think there's any denying that Freddie... Obviously, being at the Roosters, he always had, a, you know, an unbelievable cast around him, um, especially from like 2001, probably onwards. 2000 team obviously made the grand final as well. So, uh, fairs there, fairs, fairs there, probably from 2000 to 2004. Uh, 96, 98, 97, 99, around those years. Uh, look, he always had a good side and... 
No, they, they didn't quite have the high-end caliber sort of players they did uh, post-2000. Uh, they were there and thereabouts, but I don't think anyone ever really thought they were going to win a premiership in the late 90s. Um, you know, that was heavily dominated by the Broncos and co. But, yeah, look, Fred, Freddie, to win 63% um, across that nine-year gap, pretty impressive. Um, as I said, 1% higher than Joey. Now, without Brad Fittler, and this is another guy very similar to Joey. I remember watching the Roosters when I was younger. Uh, you know, I obviously grew up sort of in the area, South Sydney sort of area, so very close to um, Aussie Stadium or um, the SFS when I was younger. And I remember going out to the FS- SFS and the, the days where, I, like it was very rarely, but the days where Freddie was scratched late, you could just you could just feel the atmosphere around the field drop. The games where the you knew Freddie wasn't going to be playing, the crowd would drop. It was just, it was unbelievable the impact one guy could have. And one of my favorite memories from, um, you know, obviously growing up and being able to see so much of Freddie and Joey play and whatnot, in particular Brad Fittler though, because his home ground was near my house. So I got to watch quite a bit of him. And one of my favorite things I remember watching is, Anthony Tupu, when he first arrived at the Roosters. Now, Toops, he arrived as a very, very large human. Um, he lost a heap of weight. He got extremely fit. Went on to have an amazing career. Played Origin, represented the Kangaroos. Uh, never won a premiership, but was had an unbelievable game in the 2004 Grand Final. You remember just before halftime, uh, Anthony Minicello scores a cracking try from about halfway, and it's Tupu that really breaks that game open. Makes a brilliant line break and finds... Uh, finds Mini on his inside and puts him under the sticks. And Tupu was a great player, but when he first came into first grade, I, I remember watching him and he was very lost. He didn't he didn't know where to stand. He didn't know where he needed to be. His his block runs were always off. He never got in the way in the markers of fourth and fifth tackle. He was all over the place. And I just remember watching him and Freddie would literally drag him across the field. He would have him by the jersey, stand here, go there, be there, you know. And Freddie used to do this with a handful of guys in this team, especially young blokes coming through and even some of the more experienced heads. And you could really see when Freddie wasn't on the field in the early 2000s, so much change for the Roosters. It was not even funny. Thankfully for them, they didn't have to deal with it too often. It's a real credit to Brad Fittler over his last few seasons. I mean, I think from 01 to 04, Freddie might have missed 10, 11, 12 games. There really isn't many games that he misses. He misses one or two in 04 simply because he has to go play State of Origin, but he really didn't miss many games in that period, which is incredibly unbelievable. We all know that he had a he had a groin problem for a, a long, long time, and that was just needled up week in, week out, and Freddie had played through that pain. An incredible footballer. Um, and look, Freddie, 63%, 96 to 04. When Freddie wasn't playing, it dropped down to 30%. It was a 33% drop in their win rate, yeah? Now, there, when, when Freddie stepped on the field, the Roosters' win rate doubled. It went from 30% to 63%, which I think is unbelievable. You've got to remember the Newcastle Knights. When Joey wasn't on the field, it dropped from 62% to 39%. When Freddie wasn't on the field, it dropped from 63 to 30 Simply amazing. And look... I hear the argument all the time, oh, you know, um, but Joey, he, he lifted these guys in Newcastle's to be better footballers than what they really were. And yeah, you know, I, I agree with you. He 100% did, no doubt about that. I mean, for it to drop, you know, 23% when Joey isn't there really stings. But Freddie, mate, he'd walk away from this side and leave a couple of superstars in that team. I mean, you could, you know, like for player, you could take any of these Roosters teams, for for me this is just my opinion, and you could put them up against these Knights teams in the same era, and 
I'm sorry, I don't think it's close. You think about the sort of guys that when Brad Fittler wasn't playing, he was leaving behind. Like, let's have a look at the... Let's go like the 03 side. Now, the fullback would have been... Fullback would have been Anthony Minicello. Out on the wings, you would have had um, Ryan Cross, Shannon Hegarty. Uh, the centers, you would have had Hodjo. Who would have been the other center? Uh, maybe a Chris Flannery, Mr. Utility. He was always floating around. Finchie was always his seven, but it was always the forward pack that was unbelievable. I mean, we're talking Adrian Morley, Jason Kalis, Craig Fitzgibbon, Luke Rickardson. Toddy Payton was in that side. Mick Crocker was a young bloke in that side. Well, you also had um, you also had Craig Wing. Now, Craig Wing could play nine or seven and be the best on the field in both. He could jump in at center. He could do a job for you. He could do a job anywhere. Anthony Minicello at that point, he was top five or ten player in the game. I mean, 2005, the year after Freddie retires, Anthony Minicello wins the golden boot. Have a look at that team, and then you compare it to what Andrew Johns had to work with up in Newcastle, and it's pretty scary, the vast difference between these two sides. It's it's honestly unbelievable. And here's Freddie, as soon as he walks out the door, it more than halves. Just unbelievable. And look, Freddie um, spoke about Joey in his last few seasons where it drops to 28%, which is just unbelievable. And I had a look at Freddie's last few years. And as I said before, credit to Freddie. From the year 2001 onwards, he hardly misses any games. He misses about eight games. And in those eight games... Uh, the Roosters only win 33% of those games, which is actually higher than what they won without him the entire career. Um, but it's unbelievable to think the amount of times that Freddie left this team when he wasn't playing and there were superstars all through it, it dropped this far. I don't know if that says more about Freddie. I don't know if it says less about Joey. It's not really the argument I'm trying to make, but it's incredible to think about. Back to Tommy Trevojevic. And look, you have a look at these numbers, these three guys. I think they're probably the three most influential guys on a football team I've ever seen. The guy that I've left out is Jonathan Thurston. Look, I haven't done his numbers. I know they'll be very impressive. I know they'll be great. But the one thing that brings JT down for me, and I know there's a lot of JT fans out there and you all get very, very salty whenever anyone says anything negative about JT. And I have quite often been pretty honest about JT. I'm a huge fan of him. Uh, I wouldn't push back if he was to become an immortal. But I think there are other guys that definitely need to be in there before him. But the thing when we're talking about teams without players that really hurts the argument for JT is 2017 where he goes down with injury. And the Cowboys, of course, they go on to make it to the grand final. Now, you know, that might be a little bit unfair on Thurston to take him out of the running in this for me, but it definitely says something. I mean, I don't think this Roosters team, you know, without him, they're winning 30% of their games. I don't think they're going to make the finals. I don't think they're making the grand final. Look at this Knights team. Without Joey during those years, they're winning 39% of games. Without Joey for the last three years of his career where he missed a heap of footy, they're winning 28% of their games. I mean, you're not making finals. You're not getting to a grand final there. And I know it's harsh on JT. I understand that. I know I'll get messages blowing up. It's unfair, blah, blah, blah. But that's just how I see it. I think the numbers talk here. And for me, it's Freddie, Joey, and I think Turbo is joining this elite group. It'll be interesting to see at the end of this season. Hopefully he plays the rest of this season. If he does, I really do think Manly are a smoky for the top four. I said it in the preseason quite often that with Turbo, this could be a top four side. And, geez, I got some abusive messages. I absolutely copped it left, right, and center. But, I mean, you can see in the numbers how much it changes when Tom Travojevic is on the field. Since 2009, since 2019, sorry, only have a 74% win record. Him, it goes down to 
from 2019 to 2021, the Manly Seagulls, they win 28% of the time without Tom Trevojevic. The Newcastle Knights, from 2005 to 2007, without Andrew Johns, they win 28% of the time. Tom Trevojevic, he is right up there with the very best of them. His impact in a game is simply incredible. And if you're still laughing at me saying the Manly Seagulls, they can be a top four side with Turbo in it, I'm sorry, you probably need to rewind this podcast and have a listen again because this is the impact that this guy has. He lifts up the people around him. He provides confidence for each and every person in his team. Everybody in his footy side becomes a better football player when they know Tom Trevojevic is running out for them. Very excited to see him play this weekend once again. It's great to have him back in. It was fantastic to go through these stats. Freddie and Joey, two of the all-time greats. Joey, obviously an immortal. Freddie surely has to be sooner rather than later. Tommy Turbo, these numbers, they are simply incredible. 